So welcome to another series from Cloud on Now. This is The Builder's Diary. The Builder's Diary is a series to get insights into the day-to-day -day challenges of builders. So how to build on AWS, learn from other practitioners. And in this volume, I'm um, talking to Monica from our partner TechRacer, and we are going into how to do cloud migrations successfully. So welcome, Monica, to the show. Nice to have you here. Um, To get started, um, the first question is maybe can you tell us a little bit who are you and where are you coming from? So hi first to all of you, to you. Um, my name is Monika. Yeah, I uh, come from Germany. Uh, I live now in Vienna and in Germany I studied law and languages. It's called European linguistics. Um, there I studied I think for three and a half years before I came to Vienna and then I tried to find a way to learn things further, uh, learn also new things. I'm very passionate about languages. I really like to new, uh, learn new languages. And then I thought when I came to Vienna, why not learn a new language that It's called IT. I wasn't really familiar with IT. And um, then I came across the word AWS, IT, learn about server and so on. And then I also met TechRacer mm -hmm. at a job fair. And uh, this was pretty nice because I saw uh, this was a good opportunity for me to jump into the world of um, AWS. And yeah, I had a nice and supportive environment at TechRacer who supported me a lot with my change to into a new sector. So I wasn't really alone with this. And yeah, there I am, there I come from. And now I'm here working as a migration specialist or a migration consultant at TechRacer. Wow, that's, a, that's a, I would say that's a really <laughs> cool story. I've seldomly, very, very seldomly heard <laughs> such interesting uh, stories. So um, actually, um, when I was doing AWS training, I was sometimes joking with the class that learning AWS is basically learning a new language because everything has a fancy term, right? And basically, AWS makes up those terms for us <laughs> so that we have to learn a new language. And you are really coming from that perspective. And I think that's really, uh, really great and um, so cool. Okay, wow. So that's uh, that's very interesting. So basically, you transitioned into IT and now... You are an um, migration specialist and migration consultant, and um, what what is interest what is out of interest for me? So maybe can you describe a little bit what's behind that role? Uh, so what is a migration consultant, a migration specialist doing? Yeah, so a migration specialist is also some kind of a transformer transformant consultant when I can uh, call it like this because we help the customer to transform their on-premises environment to AWS. We also try to translate everything they have on-premises to AWS services, um, but it's also not just translating services and finding the right one on AWS. It's also a lot about change management, um, also saying the right things in, a, in the right time to the customer because, um, you know, you, we come as a consultant to the customer, so the customer always expect a lot. So we come with our wisdom. We have done like 200 migrations and so on. And of course, we have a framework of migration. So we work with the AWS framework that is consisting of three phases of the assess phase of the mobilize phase and migrate phase. 
and in the first phase we always try to discover what the customer has on premises um, what is their strategy to go to AWS what is their strategy to operate in the cloud did they communicate it already with the company are uh, is there a team on board that can support the, cu the customer in their journey because of course we are there as a consultant and we help the customer with this but we always see the most important thing is that the team is enabled from the customer side and then we try to build good foundations for the customer in on AWS so we try to build for example the landing zone the security and then um, we, we plan the migration with them together, we conduct POCs, we do trainings with them because enablement for us is one of the biggest things and also biggest, um, biggest, um, one of the biggest challenges in a migration because um, the people are, were familiar with their on-premise environment where they worked day to day, for example, as um, um, an administrator uh, who took care of service every day and now they are working on AWS where most of the services are managed by AWS so operating is not that a big issue for mm -hmm. them and they have to find a new job description mm -hmm. so also to to bring them on board and maybe supporting new things and focusing on I don't know application business value and so on. Mm -hmm. Wow okay. So basically what you have on your table, I'm trying to summarize that. So it's project management, it's change management, and it's also a lot of communicating um, with the client uh, and also then the technical aspect of everything. So the AWS migration itself. So that's really um, um, a very interesting um, or very broad um, variety of uh, things that you have to cover uh, to basically make sure that the migration success. Monica, another question that comes to my mind is, um, so how is it to work at Tech Research? So how was the process of getting started there? How does it feel to work with the colleagues in the different locations in Hanover, Duisburg, Frankfurt, Hamburg, Munich, Lucerne, and or also Lisbon? So how does all that uh, work out and how is it actually being um, a Tech Racer? This is a good question. And I always like to talk about the first uh, days at Tech Racer. Um, working as a cloud consultant, even though you have uh, no idea what this really looks like. Um, I like to talk about it because I always hope that it encourages people to also maybe learn new things when they're keen about it. I started at TechRacer with no IT knowledge, and then I had to learn first IT and then also the new language of AWS, which you already mentioned at the beginning, that AWS has its own language. And it was a tough time i have to say i really thought a lot of how can i do all this work because you see always your colleagues who are very far with this topic and you want to come where they are and then you think about okay how, how i'm going to talk to the clients to the customer about aws if i don't even um, know it myself so this was a challenging time and how do i do it i looked i watched a lot of uh, videos online i had trainings um, given by tech given by tech, tech racer uh, for example the accelerating on aws training on site but i always had many trainings done by my colleagues just for me so they uh, they answered a lot of my questions I had day to day from day to day about specific topics like 
um, I don't know, what do I, what do I do when I have a DDoS attack on uh, in my environment? How mm. do I um, how do I what solution do I have on on AWS and I, I remember also asking one of the colleagues, and this was the DDoS uh, question, was um, why don't why do, why why aren't they customer who yeah enforced using AWS because it makes it so easy to <laughs> prevent such attacks? And I was like, why don't everybody do this? I don't get it, like banks or so on. And then yeah, he did a training with me. Um, then uh, the day after, because he said, okay, there's a big topic around this, also about security, GDPR, what many people concern about. And this is what I learned also. So so often when I met a customer, he asked me, um, so um, is it really secure to, um, to have all my workloads on AWS, you know, GDPR and so on? Mm. And this is something that I learned day by day. So there's always something new you learn with the new customer project. But for me, the best uh, thing I could do then come into really working with AWS. So watching all the videos didn't help me at all. At the end, when I think about mm. um, building the infrastructure in AWS, because I think I did the certification after one month and I failed because yeah, I just watched video and um, didn't had an idea how intimate, uh, how services um, yeah communicating with each other and mm. are dependent from each other. This is what I want to say, and this is what I learned uh, when working for customers. So really getting into this and doing building stuff. Wow. So what you're describing really sounds like a supportive environment with all the colleagues that help you to get started with AWS and also yourself putting a lot of work into that, a lot of learning into that to learn about all those new concepts of all those, the new language, of course, and um, to get started with AWS. So um, maybe one step ahead. So what happened next? So after you had um, the first understanding of AWS and the most important services, so do you remember your first projects, your first things that you um, actually, when did, did you actually went out to the first customer at TechRacer? So how, does, how did that feel and work? Yeah. I went out after I didn't pass my first certificate for AWS, the solution architect. I, my, the, my, my managing director took me to, um, to a project, to a POC that he wanted to enable at the customer side. And normally the managing director from TechRacer, he doesn't do projects anymore just because there are other uh, topics he has to care about. Mm. But uh, for me, this was really challenging having the managing director wanting me <laughs> to go with him and doing a POC. Mm -hmm. But I think this was the perfect um, project for me to get started with AWS because I really had to do the basics. Like I had to um, set up a VPC, uh, put um, an EC2 instance. Um, I think it was a SUSE Linux instance uh, mm -hmm. and the private VPC because we wanted to host a SAP HANA um, database on, on it. So, of course, this SAP stuff was also <laughs> really new for me, mm -hmm. but I had to, uh, I really had a nice POC with security groups, EC2 instances, VPC, publics, um, private subnet, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm Rose, for example, identity and access management. So, this was the perfect um, um, con uh, yeah, POC or 
project for me to really learn uh, AWS. And I really also had here support. So shout out to my colleagues who are really supportive on this. Whenever I get stuck, they uh, help me with building the infrastructure, even though I think the most of the people who are listening to this now might say, wow, this is so easy building a VPC and well, so on. I know it, now after two not. years, I would say yes. <laughs> it is still not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it can be challenging, right? Because um, especially at the beginning, everyone told me like build infrastructure with um, infrastructure as code. And I would say, I, I don't, I, I first have to do this stuff in the GUI, like clicking and so on. But really, you forget so many things when building a VPC, uh, which which subnet might, must be public, which configuration I have to do now. And I think this step by step, you forget something. So mm -hmm. then I discovered also infrastructure as code was what, what was really interesting then as well, because it's when you are familiar to code, it's I think it's easier then to set set things up. Mm -hmm. Wow, very cool. So. Um, yeah, so definitely. So you had really had a very cool learning curve uh, with the real projects. Um, you could transfer the knowledge that you gain from your videos and your learning to to real work with a real customer. That is, um, uh, I think the the best thing you can do. And still today, uh, after many many years working with AWS, um, I'm learning a lot when doing project work because every time you need, you learn something new. Um, I think that's um, for beginners and also for advanced, um, still the best way to learn, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hands on. <laughs> okay. Um, so at the beginning, we already talked a little bit about it. So you are a cloud migration specialist at TechRacer. We discussed what that means a little bit already. But what I'm interested in now is um, can, that we go a little bit through a typical migration project. You already mentioned three phases. So maybe that's... Um, go through that a little bit to give our um, listeners a f uh, an idea of what um, uh, migration looks like and how also big migration projects um, work out. So maybe let's start again to repeat um, the different phases because I already uh, only remember one of them. So the first one is what I remember. This is the assess phase. And then there were two others. Can you <laughs> remind me about them one, one more time, please? Yeah, of course. So this is the framework that AWS gives us with the migration accelerating program. Mm -hmm. The first phase is, as you said, the assess phase. The second one is the mobilize phase. And the third one is the migration and modernize phase. Okay, so basically that is the structure that AWS developed over the years and partners like TechRacer as an AWS consulting partner uses that framework for their migration projects as well. And just gives you um, probably a very good structure to, to work with. Yeah, it's uh, on one side, it's a good structure for the partners to work with, like TechRacer, to um, see what is the best way on taking the customer from on-site to AWS. But on the other hand, the migration accelerating program is a nice way for the customer because the customer can hear um, profit from AWS fundings that are given with the migration accelerating program, mm -hmm. which makes it more easy for the customer to decide to go to the cloud for, because they don't have the project cost at the first. Yeah. Okay. So that's not only uh, basically a process and a structure, it's also a funding for the project. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about the three phases next. So 
The first one is the assess phase. And um, what, would, what should be considered during that phase? So what's the most important things to, to look for? What, are, what do you have on your to-do list when going <laughs> through that phase? Yeah, there are some things to, to think about when we are in the assess phase. Um, what we first at, at all, we do first the learning for the customer to show him the way to the cloud. What does the migration mean for him? So we conduct, for example, a migration immersion day that is a workshop that takes one day. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, show the customer all the phases and what we will do in the migration. The second thing that we do is um, conducting a migration readiness assessment with the customer. We always like to do this on-site. The migration readiness assessment is a workshop where we ask the customer 80 questions, which sounds a lot and is a lot. This is why it's a, a whole day workshop. And there we ask the customer uh, how they are working right now. What do they have? Like, for example, which... Um, processes they have in place do they do, do they have standardized architecture are they already working with aws do they have config management in place or do they do the configuration manually all this is uh, what we ask the customer we also ask about the strategy because this is one of the most important things to ask the customer if they already have a strategy in place this is what i mentioned at the beginning um, which is also a really important part. And then after the migration readiness assessment, we identify with the migration readiness assessment, we try to identify gaps, um, gaps, which mean what do we have to tackle when we do the migration? For example, do the, when I say, do the customer already have a configuration management? If yes, we don't need to come in and teach him about configuration management or implement a tool like Jenkins um, Ansible and or Chef or something like this. We just keep it like it is. We, of course, do a review on this, but we can take it. But if not, we come in with our consultants and we help them to implement configuration management tasks uh, or tools in their company. And then also we do uh, a business case, which is um, for the customer, most of the time, the most important part because it contains a calculation, a calculation on how the cost will be on AWS for the customer. We call it AII, ARR, which is the annual recurrent revenue or the uh, Amazon or AWS um, run rate for the customer. And yeah, with this in mind, the customer always compares the cost from on-premises to AWS. So. If the costs are too high, for example, for the customer, he might rethink his strategy to go to AWS. But we always also say that what comes with the cost in AWS is also that you uh, have a lot of managed tasks and so on. So the customer, we also have to inform about all this. And also we uh, give him an idea on how the mig migration project costs are and give him also an overview how we do in the mobilize phase and the migrate phase. Uh, to summarize all of that, so the assess phase is basically, first of all, to gain um, a basic understanding about the upcoming migration project. So it's important for you as the cons consulting partner, but also for the customer. Then it's creating the business case, so actually comparing the costs on premises with the uh, projected costs on AWS. And is there anything else that is important about the assess phase? Oh, yeah, I... Um 
I forgot the most important part of the assess phase, actually, because in the assess phase, we also create an inventory, an inventory of service and applications and databases that the customer uses on-premises. So we gain information on all what is on-premises to, of course, also know how big is the scope of our migration. So, for example, the customer has, I don't know, 600 servers and what is running on a service. We do a quick, we, we, we work in workshops together with the customer and try to identify how we can bring the first workloads to AWS. This calls, we attach some migration strategies. For example, we say all the servers will be um, brought to the cloud with the lift and shift approach or we do a replatform for the databases, which basically means that we take the databases and host them on RDS and not on an EC2 instance on AWS. And this is what we talk a lot about with the customer. And of course, this inventory, we also need to, to do the calculation because if we don't know what's there, mm -hmm. we don't know how to calculate this. So okay. this is a big part and yeah. Perfect, okay, so okay, that's the assess phase and then the next one is the mobilize phase. So what is this phase about? This phase is there, and I also always call this the heart of migration, because there you do the enabling of the migration team or the cloud team at the customer side. We go in with trainings, with um, setting up the AWS environment, like for example, the landing zone, we have a cloud racer landing zone, which builds up the account setup, the networking setup, network setup and so on. And this is what we basically go inside there. We also do um, a security assessment and implement all the security necessities for the customer. But this is really important. This is called the mobilize phase. So we don't just go in there as consultants and implement the stuff and then we go. We work very close together with the customer because we really need to know what the customer needs. For example, if we just go in there and um, migrate the workloads to the cloud, we don't know if there are any um, compliance constraints, security necessities, for example, encryption and so on that are necessary for the customer. So we need to have all this in place before we migrate into the, into the AWS cloud. Mm -hmm. So what I like a lot about um, what you're describing is because what I've often seen with um, lift and shift projects is that basically the training part, the getting the people ready to do their, their new tasks in on AWS comes far too late in the project. And I think it's really uh, important to have that at the very beginning. So to make sure that the people that have to do the work actually have been trained and know um, what is coming up and where are the, the pitfalls that they maybe should avoid and stuff like that. So I think that's very, uh, very helpful to have that um, at that part of the migration project. True. And we had one project where we um, did the mobilize phase and we set up the landing zone. We did security and we did some POC migrations, which is also a big part of gaining experience. Pilot migrations, we call it, where we try to bring, for example, a part of the application or one application to the AWS cloud with a run book, for example. And there the people always gain a lot of experience. And we had one project, what I wanted to say is where we had the trainings at the end of already gaining experience and stuff. And then the people said, so what do we do this now with the trainings? It doesn't help us. We should have done it before. 
uh, to know what we do when we do the pilot migrations and mm. set up setting up the landing zone. So yeah, this is the first thing we go in doing trainings with the customer um, and all the all the team on their side. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so basically, it is about getting the people ready for the migration. It's about getting the foundation on AWS ready with the VPCs, with the landing zone, security governance, and all that stuff. Uh, is there anything else to that mobilized phase? Yeah, this is actually something, for example, operations as well, which is what I mentioned before, when, for example, I have to come in with configuration management, also... Um, talking about backup, disaster recovery strategies on really how we want to operate in the future in the cloud, also patching when we talk about EC2 instances and so on. And also, we have one phase more, which is the migration phase, and mm. which is the phase where we actually migrate. And therefore, we, we need to have a good plan in the hand because with a good plan in the hand, we can be successful in migration we are more successful in migration to yeah so we want to make sure that for every application we have a runbook in place which says how we will migrate every application and in which waves which means we have a time frame in which we already plan which application will be migrated when which team is um, related to every application, who's the product owner. So we do a real deep application discovery to also see which inter, inter, interdependencies we have. Again, the word <laughs> in uh, uh, on uh, with within the applications to really um, know how we're going to migrate and also what every every application needs in order to work on AWS. Okay. And basically with that plan, you then start the third phase, which is, which is actually doing the work of migrating and shifting the, the, the workloads from on-premises to AWS. Um, what's your role in this last phase of the migration project? Can you describe that? How does, how, what is the important things that you have uh, to do there? Yeah, from our experience, the from the projects that we have until now in migrations was more of a project management role, like having the teams um, set up for all the applications, having the runbooks together, and we always come in with technical consultants as well. So, for example, if we want to do re-architecting for a customer on container, for example, and the customer didn't work with container in advance, we design the um, the target architecture. We designed it earlier and we do then the migration as well with the customer. But this is more the technical part, which the technical consultant does do from, uh, from TechRacer together with the customer. And what would be more my role uh, is more of the project management to supervise that everything is going as planned to see step-by-step step what is needed in order to migrate successfully. Do we need support from AWS also um, if something doesn't doesn't go, go right? For example, my colleague had the experience that he wanted to migrate a MongoDB to AWS to, I think it was DocumentDB, and they uh, first tried it on the EC2 instance and it worked out well. But they wanted them to to, modern, uh, to modernize it kind of and bring it to document DB. But mm -hmm. the performance wasn't 
that good as expected and so they need needed to take into account also the AWS support to see um, how we can leverage this problem on mm -hmm. AWS. And basically what they had to do is to go back on the EC2 instance because the performance on the EC2 instance for um, this kind of database was better than being on the document DB. And also this is interesting on the other side to see how the support from AWS is that they see, okay, it's not working as it is, but we're going to work on this. So it may be also working for your, um, for your workloads or for your application as wished. Okay. So you're in close contact with AWS as well and giving them feedback on um, the outcomes of the migration as well. Okay, so one other thing that comes to my mind is, so you mentioned um, that part of the assess uh, phase is getting an inventory for planning the migration. And that's what I've um, uh, seen in some big uh, migration project that I was part of, that this is really a lot of work to get a list with thousands of machines and applications. And you kind of, no one knows uh, where, what is, which, uh, which application is running on um, this machine and all stuff. A lot of things are unclear. So getting all that data together is a lot of work. That's what I tried to say. So do you, do you have any, any best practices on how to do that? Are there any tools that you're using? So how do you make sure you have that inventory to have data that you can really use to make informed decisions based on? Yeah, what we always try to bring in to collect the information on the on-premises environment is the migration evaluator, which is an agentless tool, uh, is a collector that needs to be installed on the customer side on a Windows machine in order to gather all the information of the on-premises infrastructure. So we take this and it will run for at least two weeks at the customer's side. So it gets um, connected to all the environment on the customer side and gives us information on which service exists, what is running there, maybe not what is running there, but how the machines are used. For example, the percentage of usage on the customer, how many CPUs it has, uh, what is the storage and so on. And this gives uh, us, for example, also a good idea on um, how many databases are there. Um, so how many matches we can do to RDS, for example, and which strategies can we attach to these uh, workloads? Do they have uh, also maybe things that they didn't knew they have? For example, if we um, gather all the information we have, then the list of the um, mm. of the server, for example, in the Excel sheet, and mm. we always go through the Excel sheet then with the customer. And we had one customer where we uh, went through the list, and he said, "Okay, this machine isn't used. This machine isn't used neither." And <laughs> we went through the list of I think it were 400 server, and then in the mm. end we uh, had 200 servers. So we helped the customer to clean up his environment, his inventory, <laughs> <laughs> which helped yeah. him, of course, a lot as well. And yeah, really the migration evaluator is a plus because you can use it also to then map the servers on AWS already because you have the migration evaluator GUI, I would say, as well, mm. uh, where it shows you uh, how how um, expensive it is to run on AWS. And if you don't have the migration evaluator tool, you get the information from the customer 
And very often there are some missing information that we can't work with. For example, the usage of the server, which give us an idea if the if we really need to map uh, such a big instance on AWS or if we can also use smaller instances or not. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have this information, of course, we have to one or one mapping on AWS, which might not be such so cost effective for the customer, of mm -hmm. course, then. Yeah, so basically, the migration is a, a good step to re-evaluate the list of inventory you have to make sure you're only migrating that stuff that you really need and also make uh, sure you're resizing the, the machines as well. So uh, one part that you mentioned I want to highlight is that the AWS migration evaluator is collecting the data over a period of time, so probably a few weeks or even a month or so, um, to make sure that you have the utilization data over time so that you're not missing, I don't know, the important first day of the month or something where a lot of work happens in the workload or something like that. So I think that is really um, um, a really powerful tool to get on the database for the decisions. And right-sizing EC2 instances is, um, whenever you do a migration, is um, something that everyone is afraid of. Everyone is afraid of downsizing machines because it might cause an issue, right? So having data that backs up that decision is really yeah, important. I, uh, I could imagine. I've never used the migration evaluator, but it sounds like a very good tool for that. Absolutely, yeah. So, so one thing that came to my mind when I uh, looked into the AWS migration evaluator is, um, and this is what other tools are also sometimes missing, is it looks at the CPU and memory consumption, and also I think about the storage that is attached to the machines. Um, but the one important aspect that I have been running into and in doing migrations sometime is um, the network throughput because the EC2 instance type has also the, an effect on the maximum and baseline network performance. And when you migrate workloads with really high network utilization, that might be an issue as well. I think that's something that the migration evaluator is not covering and probably something that you have to keep in mind when going through the list um, to ask the customer about those probably rare but important uh, machines in <laughs> in the workload. Mm -hmm. This is why we do the workshops after because we gather a lot of information with the migration evaluator, but there are still things we don't know, like mm. which application is it? Um, is it the most uh, most important workload you need? Uh, you also mm. have, and is it critical? For example, so for, for critical applications we always handle them differently right than than mm. non-critical workloads and also what you say this is probably an information that the people who are working with these applications and servers would tell us when we do the migration workshop because we go list through list and and then we say okay we need here a lot of network throughput you should keep that in mind and then we would write it down um, and note it directly matched to the to the server mm -hmm. perfect yeah makes sense okay so so we talked about the migration process. I learned a lot about that process. I really liked having that structure. I've never thought about the migration that way. That's that's really interesting to me. Uh, we learned about the migration evaluator, which is also uh, an interesting tool, I would say. And then um, another thing that is uh, out of interest for me, I just want to get some of your experience from the, the cloud migration projects that you've been doing is, what, do you th what would you say are the are important factors of a successful migration. So what is important to get right? Are there any, the most dangerous areas maybe, or what do you have to watch for um, to make sure the whole thing becomes a success? 
So I think the most important part of the migration are the people. Are really the, it's really the customer and the team behind it. Because we always experience when the migration strategy isn't really communicated throughout the whole um, company and there isn't real support from the whole team who's working with the applications from day to day and there isn't a team who will work with uh, AWS Cloud, it is always hard to like do the migration because we can't just go in as a consultant to take the environment and bring it to the cloud. Um, this might be a dream for every customer to say, okay, we have the consultant for this and they're going to do it for us. But it's not this. We, we really need the employees who work with the application day to day, the application owner who can tell us which might be, um, what might be very important when migrating and testing also the applications and giving all the information about their environment. Um, I think this is the most important part because they are the only one who know their environment really good and their inventory. And we just come in for a small period of time and having them worked already 10 years with, with their applications. So for me, it's really the people. And this is why I also think having the coronavirus, and I don't want to mention it uh, actually in this <laughs> podcast, but actually being on site at the customer and having, seeing the, I don't know, the climate at the customer side and understanding what might be some issues. Are there pe people who are itchy about going to the cloud, understanding this and knowing what we have to tackle in the migration, not only that, how our servers migrated to the cloud, but also do we have to do maybe more trainings in this area? Do we have to talk more about how we can realize container, do some workshops in this? And that is really important, I think, for immigration. So being mm -hmm. on site without Corona is also really nice to getting to know <laughs> and having a coffee with, uh, with the, um, I don't know, uh, server admin who can say, you know what, I, I like to manage servers. Um, I don't want to go into the AWS cloud. Um, mm -hmm. Hearing this is also very important because you have to mm -hmm. tackle it somehow. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me, that's, that's always the, the most tricky part. I've, I've learned that a lot when doing consulting work as well is, so I'm always coming in with technical solutions, but most important are probably the business at uh, the people um, to get the whole thing um, up and running. So I think that's, that's really uh, important to have um, to take care of that and make sure that the whole thing becomes a success and not only a, a technical <laughs> perfect solution, which no one wants to use. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So, wow, that that was um, quite a ride through um, AWS cloud migrations, I would say. Um, um, before we end this, um, I think the important thing that we have to mention is that TechRacer is looking for other um, migration specialists like you. So um, when you are out there and you think, oh, that sounds interesting, I want to work in that area, basically, um, organizing and um, executing um, migration projects, then you should definitely apply for this position at TechRacer. Um, you will find details about the uh, open positions in the video description and the show notes. Um, check that out and highly recommend it. And I think um, you already described that there's really a supportive environment at TechRacer to get you started, even uh, if you're starting um, from from scratch with AWS. That's really uh, powerful, I would say. 
Yeah, and I can say we're always happy to um, embrace new people in our team and our immigrations team to bring this forward. Perfect. So thank you very, very much for sharing insights into your day-to-day -day work um, in successful cloud migrations. This was um, really interesting. I learned a lot from you. Um, thanks very much for taking the time. Um, bye. Thank you. Bye, Andreas.